Welcome to Home Education Matters, the weekly podcast supporting you on your home education journey. Welcome to another episode of Home Education Matters. And today I am joined by Ash Ahmed, and we are going to be charting our way through Ash's home education journey this year. And we are on month two, I think, are we not, Ash? So I'm very excited to be back with Ash to hear about her journey into home education. So, Ash, tell us how month two has been going for you. So, thank you so much for having me back, first of all. Um, Yeah, no, it's been a, it's been, lots of ups and downs I'd say so it's I've started working remotely from home so obviously that's what remotely means but I've been working remotely so that means that my time and attention can't be kind of a hundred percent all through the day our routines had to change and adapt a little bit so we've had to do um so what I try to do now is kind of do the teaching element of it in the evenings um, and then he will do his independent work in the day and trying to see if that works. Now that some days has been really good and some days, you know, we've had really great results and other days it's been a real battle of just kind of um, motivating Ismail and kind of just also, yeah, there's been a lot of pushback, I think, and a lot of kind of um, putting things off or procrastinating and, and just kind of trying his luck with kind of, uh, well, can I just take today off and not do anything today and then to, that's where we're at but to be fair the last week or so I think we found a new rhythm um, and it is working at the moment but yeah it has been a, a, a smidge harder this month I'd say yeah and so what you're doing is you're doing teaching with him in the evenings then you set him work to do the next day do you so I go to any new concepts that we're going to go through, I, I will go through them and I will explain to him. I'll go through all the slides because I make little slides for him for the day um, and just go through them with him the night before. And if there's, and so for example, we've been doing long multiplication in maths and he had an understanding of it from year five, but it was more kind of to step it up a bit with four digits by two digits um, and, and things like that. So I went through that. I, I would go through that with him in the evenings and then, um, he'd have a to-do list that he'd have to cross off in a day that he'd be able to do. And like I said, some days it worked, some days I'd have to finish work and then go through the things that he hadn't done. Some days it was a bit like, okay, we're going to have to just kind of start again tomorrow, start fresh tomorrow, let's do something else that's not related to the books, I guess, let's do some some other kind of learning today, or let's not even call it learning, let's disguise it as, I don't know, let's go and bake something, or let's go and do the shopping, and you can do all the like the budgeting and all those sorts of things. So it's been, um, I've, and it's been difficult in that way, and I think, I think I've had a lot of guilt around it as well, feeling like, am I doing enough? Am I doing the right thing? Um, there was a talk that at one point I was about to get tutors in to kind of um take over the maths and English element of it at least um on a daily basis but he's been really resistant to that and I wasn't expecting that either he doesn't what he doesn't he won't I am very much kind of like let's I want him to kind of lead the learning to an extent I want to guide him but it has to come from him because like I know because I've had this experience in the past if I get him tutors if it's a battle to get him online and sitting with the tutors to do the work I feel as though he's just going to regress and start hating all the things about learning and the, the, the progress that we have made over the last kind of eight, seven, eight weeks, I feel we'll, we'll take a step back. So it was really difficult knowing um, exactly how far to push it. And I suppose an element of me is constantly 
doubting whether I've made the right choice. I know I have because overall I see how much his mental health has improved. However, yeah, there's that, that bit of me that's thinking it's not good. I'm not doing enough. It's not good enough. Or am I doing the best by him? But I think as a parent, I think a lot of parents have this anyway, but you're know, constantly questioning the choices that they're making. So yeah, that's, that's where we are at the moment. I think that, I think that kind of doubting yourself and questioning the choices you make and things. I think that is an integral part of parenting. <laughs> I mean, I've been home educating for, you know, like what, well, my son is 17, so, you know, he can work back. And um, I regularly go through periods where I sort of second guess it. And I, and I think, oh, maybe I should have put them into a school and am I doing enough? And have I like ruined the children? <laughs> and I think it's just, it's just part and parcel. And no doubt if I'd have put them into school, I'd have then had exactly the same thoughts based on should I have pulled them out? Should I have like home educated them? <laughs> it just seems to be it's it's a terrible part of parenting that we end up just sort of like um uh riddled with guilt, don't we, about everything. It's horrible. It's it's honestly horrible because it's like you, you, you there's never ever going to be a way that you can know how the scenario turns out if you went the other path and this path as well so it's a, a case of kind of like going with your gut and my gut does say that I've done the right thing and this is the right thing to do however like I said on those busy days when I'm finishing kind of like half five six o'clock and I feel as though he's kind of been not really doing as much as he was doing kind of the previous month I'm feeling as though then we're going to have to work through the evening and then he's getting a bit more like miserable with it. So it's just a case of, I think, and over the last kind of week or so, we have kind of found a new rhythm and I'm hoping that continues. We're taking a week off now because, well, we're taking a week off formal learning. We're going to be doing our other kind of experiences and things in the week because it's half term for everybody else around us and also my stepson's here for the week as well. So um, we're going to be doing that, but I hope that we can carry that on going forward but we will see I think it's I think it's a constant balance as well between you know you're saying about how you wanted tutors but Ismail just not really very keen and I think it's a constant balance between wanting the learning journey to be theirs but also having to feel that we've done enough so that we don't feel this you know sort of constant sort of like worry and anxiety about it and I found certainly when my two were younger but also now is that sometimes I would do things or implement things that I knew realistically they didn't intuitively like or respond well to. But I knew that if I didn't, the counter, uh, the counter sort of effect of that would be that I would spend a lot of more time, more of my time anxious about their learning journey. So it was sometimes it was just like a ticking the box exercise for me so that I felt better about things, even if I, sort of academically, I didn't feel that they were getting that much from it yeah yes I get that I completely understand that and it's about finding the right balance isn't it and finding what things are I need to really push on and what things am I okay to kind of be a bit more laid back about and see how they pan out um yeah so it's been a bit a bit up and down but then equally and this has come from from left field because when we took the decision to um home educate Ismail he um we weren't really specific about how long it would be for. In my mind, I guess it was, you know, it was indefinite. But he has recently, and maybe you could offer some advice about this, talked about not going back to school. Absolutely, he doesn't want to go back to the school he was at, but about secondary school and wanting to go and not and he, a feeling of wanting to feel normal is something that he said a few times. And um, so we, and I wanted him to explore the option. I wanted him to see how he feels about it. So we went and we. Did a tour of a couple of the schools in our local area and the deadline for secondary school admission is, is fast approaching as well 
the thing that I'm really battling with in my head is that I don't want to set him up to fail. Um, I I don't think that is the best thing for him overall. But at the same time, the reason he is engaging with learning at the moment is because he feels that this is a better option than being at school. However, because he wants to be at secondary school, I feel like that should be his decision to go and explore it so that he doesn't feel like I stopped him from doing it. So I guess um, that's something that's been playing on my mind a lot as well, because I know that secondary schools are even bigger places than primary schools, particularly where I live. Um, and I know that the pressures in secondary schools can can even be more, more so than they are in primary schools, even though he did have a difficult time in primary school as well. So it's really difficult going against your instinct. My instinct is to say, no, we're going to continue home educating. But at the same time, I can't, I, can't, I don't feel like I, sh I should make that decision for him. I feel like I should let him do that himself and see what that's like himself. And then, you know, if he gets on with it, that's great. And if he doesn't, then there's always an option or a backup there. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what, it's what's on it's so hard, isn't it? And I mean, I, I, I'm always been of the opinion that unless it's, you know, a, a, a seriously unwise decision that they're making, that I would always prefer to let the child decide what they want to do, because I just think otherwise you're not going to get their buy into the process. You know, so if a child is really resistant to home educating, I just don't think it's going to work. And if a child really wants to go back to school, I, I, then I think they should be allowed to. And and also, similarly, if a child is at school and really wants to be home educated, I think that's, you know, that's when you have to respond to it. I think as long as Ismail knows that, you know, he can try it, he's aware of the reality of what it's like. Secondary school is big and sometimes brutal. <laughs> then, and he and he knows there's always a, back, uh, you know, a get out. There's always an exit. And I think that helps a lot. I think it's when children are in situations where they, they think, you know what, there's no, I can't get out of this. You know, I'm stuck here every single day and I hate it. I think, I think as long as he knows, you know, this it's on him, he can try it. It's no problem. And then he can let you know if he doesn't like it, then it's, you know, I think it's his choice, isn't it? That, that, that is what I've settled on. Ultimately, that is, I think, the, the, what feels the right thing to do. It's just, I think, um, yeah, I think he needs to see it for himself and see if it works for him. And if it does, I'll 100% support that. And if it doesn't, I guess, then he knows that there is, um, an ulterior kind of well there's an alternative out there that he has done before that he can continue with it's just it's just come at a really strange time with our home education journey just beginning um that he's already seeing an end in sight to it whereas for me it was much more kind of like this is because we spoke last last time about how you can do your GCSEs really early and I really really bought into that idea because I thought this is great because that pressure that you get in year 10 and 11 you can kind of avoid that and I think that's something that would really benefit him and also it's very early days it it's is. very early days and it will take him a while to settle into home ed and it, it is I think it is difficult for children when they they've been in the school setting and then they look around and they see the normality in inverted commas of children going to school and coming back from school and the school uniforms and you know all that kind of thing and they can feel that that what they're doing isn't normal because realistically it isn't the norm and so you know it take it can just take a while to settle you may find that he just he sort of sort of settles into it and within about six months that becomes his normality uh, yeah absolutely I think um, I'm really enjoying the fact that we're not having those um, kind of restless nights and nights before and the kind of stress and the anxiety and just the, just the general calmness in the house. And I don't want him to experience all that anxiety that he was experiencing again. But again, 
it's about me taking a step back, allowing him to make that choice and seeing seeing if that works for him. And he's a little bit older and he's in a different environment, a different school environment, and see if that works for him. But yeah, that was something I wasn't expecting that came up this month. So <laughs> I'd sometimes that. children just need time to heal as well, heal from the school environment before they go back in. And when they're when they go back in healed and stronger and more resilient, for want of a better word, it you know, it can be a different experience for them. How have how have you got on finding your local home ed groups and going to local social stuff because that can help I think with that sense of normality can't it yeah so I, de- I did do what you recommended and put out that kind of lonely hearts lonely hearts <laughs> <laughs> on, on my local Facebook groups and there were a few people who um who did say that you know there, there isn't they, they, that much but we were happy to meet up and all those sorts of things however we it never came to, to fruition at the moment so we I had some private messages from people and then when we tried to arrange things I kind of um and dropped dropped off like no, no, no one um committed to anything or the days that I could do weren't weren't the days that they could do etc so I think that that kind of fizzled out a bit however I will chase it up over over half term now that he's got half term well he's taking a week off so he's kind of more free on the days that he can go and meet up he has however um socialized with people from his school so there were a couple of kids that he did really get on with at school um and he he normally wouldn't have seen them outside of school just because they didn't have that strong friendship and he has well I actually ran into one of the mums and we had a little bit of an organized we went bowling together and things like that and we arranged to do that kind of every few weeks so he is and then there are other friends that don't necessarily live in our area but he's able to see kind of once a month as well so there are some elements of that I would really like him to meet somebody who is also home educated just so that he has that you know just, just a different perspective of somebody else who's maybe been doing it a bit longer than he has and has settled into it and and that see that they are normal as well and it's not just like a you know he's not abnormal for not for doing something that's different to um what everybody else is doing really or what most the majority of people are doing so that is still my mission I still need to chase it up a bit more but yeah where we are where we are <laughs> are there any uh forest school drop-off groups or any kind of uh um group meetups because I find those very helpful for finding offshoot kind of one-to-one friendships so they do um the the one thing that we have signed up to and he has gone to I don't know if I mentioned this last time is a coding club um that is in the area so he's he's a big gamer and he's into kind of um tech and things like that so we did go to that and we have been to that since um a couple of times but it's I mean I suppose coders are quite like isolated people anyway generally speaking that's probably quite stereotypical but they do uh, so he's gone to this group and then not spoken to anybody when no one was speaking to anybody so it's a bit it's it's a bit strange in that way so even though he's in the company of other people yeah there's not been a kind of friendship formed or anything and parents tend to just drop off and then leave so I've not actually had a chance to even really meet any of the parents Mm. or anything that's happening in the area forest schools so um, no, I haven't found any in the area. I know that there probably are some, but they tend to be geared at younger younger children than than he is. And I probably need I could do some research and see if I can find something a bit a bit more kind of his age. Um, but I'm not sure how much he'd enjoy that purely because he um, just due, due to trauma and things that he's gone through in his past, he has massive phobias around certain things mm-hmm. like creepy crawlies and things like things like that. Other that when he was probably younger, he wouldn't have been bothered by or phased by at all but now is um, more kind of a it's become his development phobia so I'm not sure that's something that he'd be like oh yeah I want to go to forest school it won't be something <laughs> that he's excited about but I personally like love the concept of 
forest school my little one would absolutely love that but yeah no maybe not for him but we can still explore um yeah, he still does his football every week so he still has an opportunity to mix with other children there as well um yeah so we, we do bits and bobs but that's still something that we can work on however I have been trying to be a bit kinder to myself and thinking that he does socialize with family and extended family friends and people like that and he is he has since being um home educated he has um had the confidence more to actually let's say if we're in a restaurant or something to go and ask the waiter for something himself or to initiate those conversations when he's needed something um which is great I think which is a good it's a good way to build on that um that confidence that he started to develop last kind of over the last few months yeah and I think I think you're right that socializing just can take so many different forms and it sounds like he's he's still meeting up with peers but also lots of other kind of people but also I mean when you home educate it's a controversial opinion but but I'm going to state it anyway is it is much more challenging to socialize um, because you don't have that um, that set of people that you see every single day and even though at school you know you get told off for talking to the person next to you and break times are pretty limited and can be quite quite sort of traumatic experiences for a lot of children um, because you, you get these kind of pent-up children all sort of dashing outside into the playground but realistically you have a pool of people that you can find a friend from whereas in home education because there's so few of us although the numbers you know going up all the time you have to work a lot harder to find friendships and you have to work a lot harder to find socializing groups and I mean we've all been there where we're in our local groups and we're like putting up a post any groups for this kind of age nothing another post bumping it up three days later another post saying any children of this kind of age we've all done it I mean you know I put a I put a kind of lonely hearts ad out for my daughter in one of the national homes home education groups it it had some like 40,000 members because I was just so I was so desperate I was like there must be somebody with a child my daughter's age who likes Taylor Swift it's not impossible (laughs) to find that person (laughs) and um, and I mean and I you know, we found lots of friendships, but they were all online friendships because obviously it was a national group. And but it's one of those things, I think, when it comes to socializing, particularly in your local area, where once you get to go to one thing or meet one group of parents or have one one to one sort of play date, you tend to find out all the other things going on. They say, oh, have you heard about this and have you seen this? And and that tends to help a lot, I think, because otherwise you can find yourself in just relying on the virtual world for information and you can search and think there's just nothing nothing going on yeah absolutely and I think I think you're right it's about with schools having all these different opportunities to be able to socialize in in a limited way but they are there I think it's about finding those quality interactions though and I think for Ismail school wasn't a place where he was getting those quality interactions he was getting exposure to lots of children but he wasn't being helped with the he was really struggling to make friends or to not to maintain friendships because he wasn't really being given a chance to have those friendships to start with because of certain things that that happened with regards to him having lots of time off school when he was a lot younger and things like that. Um, the friendships formed and then he was kind of on the outside and on the periphery throughout his his school uh, career. And therefore he he knows that he longs to have like a good friendship group or a few friends and that that is heartbreaking as a, as a parent. But I know that when he was at school, that was more painful than being at home and how he is now and even just exposing himself a little bit to these different home ed groups and children in in those groups is probably more 
of a quality interaction than he's getting than he was getting kind of at school so it's just about yeah you're right absolutely right I think it's about reaching out and trying to see who who's available who who, who has a similar who has similar interests who's kind of in the local area or online however uh, but yeah it is that is one of the difficult things and probably I imagine most home educating parents have that as an area of you know difficulty or something that they struggle with more than the academics yeah, it's rare to find a home educating parent who who hasn't had some sort of challenge with socialising. Uh, every now and then I'll meet a home ed parent who's maybe been doing it all their life and they found a fellow parent when the child was two and the children have been friends like all the way through and they've and they've formed like a very close two family kind of friendships they are that's the most successful home education i've ever seen but that's rare i mean the 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 rest of us plug away day after day week after week sort of uh plugging away going come on come on there must be something somewhere out there and it, it is just the nature of it but of course there are so many there's so many benefits for home education, predominantly for children who ha- do find the school experience really difficult. When it comes to socialising, it's hard work for the parent because you have to do so much um, work, you know, sort of behind the scenes to try to facilitate all this stuff. But everything else is so much more helpful that you just think, well, it's just, just I'm just going to have to do that as part of the job. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's one of the, I guess, drawbacks, but there are, so, like you said, there are so many benefits that outweigh that extra effort that you have to put in there that it kind of makes it worth it, doesn't it? And uh, so tell us, Ash, have you had any response from your local authority? Did you, you sent in a report, I think, didn't you? Yeah, so my report is due mid-November. I have actually completed it. I haven't, I haven't submitted it yet because I just wanted to double check and make sure that it meets all the guidelines that they, they would require or make, make sure that it does um, satisfy what they're going to need before I send it so I actually completed it kind of a couple of days ago and I just want to kind of sit on it a little while before making them changes I am curious to know if it's good enough I don't I don't know I don't know if it's going to <laughs> to meet their uh, requirements and um yeah so I, yeah <laughs> I guess I've been doing it I've worked through it I've looked at how much learning it smells done over the last kind of what eight weeks or nine weeks and there is a lot to write in there like I haven't even written everything I could have written in there and I don't know if that's the appropriate list if that's the right path I've given a kind of a vague overview and then talked about things that he's progressed in and yeah without trying to give any promises for the future which is what the guides say don't don't say that you're going to do this next so I've tried really hard keeping to that um but I think I will probably get it checked in one of the groups they have the group checking the the report checking thread so try and get it in there and see if they will give me some feedback prior to sending it but it's really interesting I think because um as a teacher or an ex-teacher as a primary school teacher every year you have to write a, a formal report for your child uh, for every child in your class and that's what the parents receive and that's a legal document it has to be done um and the amount of detail that goes into those reports is nothing <laughs> like what i've had to do for the, for this one report after 8 weeks or 9 weeks of learning so so I was thinking when it came to report writing i know a lot of people are faced by that i'm just like well, i do it all the time it's fine it will be okay but just when I started writing, the amount of things that were coming to my mind about, oh, I want to write about this as well. And we've, we've done that, the project we did, the lemonade stand, I think that's really important to talk about. And um, so it's interesting that the onus is, the, the pressure put on parents to write a full report is much more than that written on teachers in, in a mainstream school, I suppose. So, yeah. I think a lot of that is pressure that we put on ourselves because obviously the actual local authority guidelines is purely are you providing an education for your child now so anything else that they want in the report that's 
they can they can ask for what they like, but that doesn't have to be in the report. You don't have to put anything in the report. You just have to say the education that you're providing. So, I mean, I did a, a podcast with uh, Juliet English, who's a very, very sort of long-term home educator. And she said that, that actually it doesn't even need to be a report. It, it's just an annual something. She said you can you could present the information as as a musical. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't even need to be a report. So I think That's sometimes <laughs> that would be great, wouldn't it? Get your children to do a musical for the local authority. But I think um, I think a lot of this pressure is actually pressure that we put on ourselves because we worry about it. But actually, realistically, what the LA can ask for is very, very minimal. Right. Okay. Well, that's interesting to know. That's good to know. I am going to keep my fingers crossed because I, but I think the next time we meet, I will have already definitely submitted it. I don't know how long it takes them to get back to you because I guess that varies LA to LA. So we will see um, if they have come back to me with anything. But I think I'm, I'm, I've put a lot of effort into it and I think I don't want to put any more effort into it now at this point. I think that I've done what I want to do um, and I don't want to put too much pressure on myself. I already have done that. So we'll see what happens and what, what comes of it. Well, it sounds like you're knocking it out of the park and it sounds like Ismail is is pretty happy with the work he's doing and um, you're both just bedding in. I mean, it's very early days to write a report <laughs> and yet you've done a lot. So, you know, they can uh, they can take it and see what they see, what they think. I mean, invariably, um, you get a very brief response, which is like, yes, we're happy with that. See you in six months. And then you reply back and go, nah, no, I'll see you in a year, actually, as per the rules. And, and that's generally how it tends to pan out. I will definitely let you know to see what it's yeah that would be interesting but um (laughs) I could not have to worry about it for another year as well because that it has been I'm not going to lie it's been on the forefront of my mind for the first few weeks because first it was kind of worrying about are they going to contact me in the correct way than they did and then yeah what the report's going to look like which I mean I do think eight to nine weeks or how long it's been is very early to do a report anyway because just I mean to be honest we're still kind of settling into how am I supposed to assess him on every single thing that he knows and every single thing that he doesn't know at this point? And that's really what we're trying to show, the progress that he's made or what he didn't, what he came to me with and what he's leaving. Well, he's not leaving me, he's still with me. What <laughs> what he's how progress he's made in the last eight weeks or, or whatever. But yeah. It's very happy, early days. Very early to report. But, you know, I'm happy. I've done one and I'd say, I was going to say I was happy to do it, but I'm not happy to do it. But I, <laughs> Happy to get it done anyway. Exactly, yeah yeah <laughs> well next time we meet up with you ash you can let us know how that how that went and best of luck with your socializing and your looking around secondary schools and you'll have to let us know how all of that goes and we're looking forward to catching up with you at the end of month three. Oh, thank you so much thank you for having me lovely to have you back on the podcast ash <laughs> you bye thank you so much for joining us for today's home education matters podcast see you at the next one have a lovely day 